Good morning, afternoon, evening, whatever it is for you. Welcome back to the Half-Baked Podcast for our second episode, my third episode. Yes, I did record one and the audio didn't work, so for me this is the third episode and the second one, that is the lost episode. It ended up being much more heartfelt than I anticipated, but now it's gone. So, moving on. Today, I want to talk, I want to start with a really broad topic, and that's basically just insensitivity. I feel like there's a lot of attention, at least in my culture, where I am, I'm in Canada. Um, You know, I feel like I could just say the West in general, but I don't want to assume. So, whatever, my personal experience, there's a lot of focus on sensitivity people who were sensitive people who feel a lot people who have to express their feelings a lot people who need reciprocation for their feelings a lot people who get upset easily and so on and so on i'm sure you can think of endless examples and i want to start off by saying i don't think there's um i don't think the people who get annoyed at quote-unquote sensitive people I really don't think that there's anything wrong with that because I do understand why that is so frustrating especially because everyone is doing what they need or can do to try and get through life life is difficult it's hard and most of the time I feel like people have a hard time dealing with their own emotions let alone someone else's and that's a big kicker I think is that a lot of people haven't dealt with their own emotions I feel like a lot of people eat their emotions they deny their emotions they sit in front of the TV and they almost project their emotions onto a TV show that they're watching or they escape it through watching some sort of comedy or yeah like I said they eat their emotions by watching things that are very dramatic and heavy because it's a safer way to experience their emotions is through um, these fictional characters and attributing their own personal emotions onto these characters. It can happen with reading and stuff as well. I don't want to write this off because this is, I feel, a coping mechanism and it's a way of feeling your emotions in a way that's safe. Um, With that said, I feel like people who either like can't hold back their emotions, I'm one of these people where it's like I can't if I go a second, I swear to God, sometimes it feels like this. If I go a second without expressing myself, I feel like I start, there's like a bottleneck effect that's happening. I feel like I have to be talking. I have to be exchanging ideas. I have to be doing things. I have to be writing. And I also need a lot of alone time to like, I don't know, discharge excess energy to like get rid of it. I am one of these people and it is a lot for the people around me. Um, I started rambling there and I went off topic but I know that my point was that ever since I was a kid I've seen the validity of this um, because I saw how I frustrated people and how I things were a bigger deal to me than they were to people around me Um, so to not go into a huge long history I know that I had a An awareness even as a small kid how much my feelings put off other people or that people and myself would sacrifice themselves because of my emotions because they were bigger so therefore they seemed more important to me so it's like well if sh- this means more to her then maybe we should um, I-, I don't even know the way- right way to word it right but like well clearly it matters more to her than to me or whoever so we should not not let her have her way but essentially that's kind of how it worked out Um, and I still see this particularly in one person in my family where I feel like since childhood they've almost learned self-betrayal of their own emotions and I think it still is kicking them in the ass today Um, so with that said 
the fact that I understand why sensitivity is frustrating and how it slows things down and it can be inconvenient and it can feel like um, crossing someone else's boundaries because someone who can shut down their emotions so much to not make things harder on other people or themselves and then to see someone else just openly just bleeding all over the page basically right like um first off it seems disrespectful it's like, hey, a lot of us are locking this down because life is hard and we don't want to make it harder on people. And it's like, you don't care. Like, you're being um, selfish. And um, second of all, I think it's almost like um, undercutting someone because it's like, well, I'm not allowed to do that in my life. So why should you be able to? At, at least this is my perspective. This is how I'm seeing it. Um, but I think it's a real disservice. So going back again, without going into a deep history of my own life, I definitely went through my own period in most of my life of like a self-betrayal and of um, believing there was something wrong with me to really coming back into adulthood and slowly taking my time to almost take that power back and think that like the strongest part of me is that sensitive part like it's the part of me that has all the greatest ideas that cares about people's feelings that wants to speak up that cares about what's going on in injustice and wants to do something about it it's um it's a very dominant part of me and I feel like it can come across as very domineering to other people quite often um at least that's how I see it now for a long time how I saw it was that other people saw it as weak and I definitely still see that nowadays but I'm at a point in my life now where when I see other people I don't know um almost act superior because they are not as I don't know I think they think emotionally immature um <clears throat> They wear it as a badge of honor. I don't, it still can, of course, I'm human, but it doesn't get under my skin quite the same way um, because I just recognize their behavior and I see you're not comfortable here. It's not about me. It's about the fact that you're not comfortable here and it's up to you to speak up about that discomfort or if you feel a boundary is being crossed or if you feel like you're being disrespected and you don't even respect yourself enough to speak up and say that. Um, and that's not simple either because right, a lifelong of training and also... I feel like in general, people aren't that good at communication, especially when it comes to personal stuff, personal communication. And because people are so bad, I think that's a lot of times why communication dissolves into fights so frequently and so to such an extreme degree in a lot of instances. And that is because people aren't comfortable with their own emotions. And so they can't even come close to being understanding about someone else's emotions. And you get defensive and you shut down because you don't feel safe. You don't feel secure because I feel like growing up, we are not taught the importance of knowing ourselves and our own emotions as a starting point from which to go out into the world. And I think that is really undercuts us. Um, so I've tried to almost re-raise myself and I think everyone has to do that, right? It ha doesn't have to do with just bad parenting. It's just in general, you do have to almost reparent yourself. I saw a quote somewhere online that said, my adulthood is basically me unlearning everything that I learned in my childhood. And I think that is a really important step. And it's also really beautiful. And like most beautiful things, or a lot of beautiful things, I think that a lot of pain can come with that. Um, uh, speaking about pain, I feel like a lot of people can't sit with their own emotions. Um, yeah. Yeah, you, you deflect, you shut it down, you do other things to avoid your emotions. And I don't know, I just... I think it's such such a shame so insensitivity I feel like it's like a safety net it's a way of protecting yourself 
from yourself, from other people. And I guess my biggest point here is just that if you get anything out of this rambling podcast, I want the idea that you do not have to be afraid of yourself. You do not have to be um, scared of your feelings. You don't have to feel inconvenient because you have the feelings because your feelings and then the way that they are expressed are two separate things. What what else is also two separate things is who you are, your identity, your thoughts, your path in life. They are all separate from your emotions. And I think that's a distinguishment that a lot of people don't make because they can't even face the emotions that they're feeling. So they don't actually even know what they're feeling. So they don't identify what they're feeling. So they can't acknowledge it as a feeling that will pass. This emotion is not me. This is just a feeling that's going through me. What is it saying to me? I am angry. Why am I angry? I'm angry at this person, right? And Because I feel like if you think that you're wrong or being silly or immature, you want to deny the thoughts rather than face them because it makes you view yourself as less. Um, and you don't want to view yourself as someone who's disrespectful, selfish, immature, short-sighted, whatever, whatever. So rather than acknowledging your petty thoughts, you turn away from them and you disown them. And I think it comes from a place of being like, I, I recognize that they're silly, Um I'm not in the right here, so I'm not going to put that on other people. But then it stops there, and you don't honor that feeling, and you don't sit with that feeling, so it can't ever go anywhere. It just doesn't go anywhere. And then it's like a residue. It's like if you keep drinking out of the same cup, but you never clean it out. You know what I mean? And eventually, you'll get sick. Um, Yeah. Um, the more I've gone through this process and the more I've acknowledged my sensitivity and have gone with it, the more power I see that it has. Like the happiest I am is when I can really sit in that power and sit in myself. So I just, I refuse to disallow that now. But because of that, I feel like it's almost harder now because I refuse to bow down or blame myself or minimize or um, push away my feelings. I refuse to do that. If I'm in a situation where I feel like that comes up, I will leave the situation. And if I'm in a situation where I can't leave, I can tell that it puts strain on other people because there's obviously emotional discomfort there. And people, um, even if you can't identify it, then you, you know that something's going on and it changes the dynamics between relationships and stuff. But I've come to this place in my life where I am no longer willing to sacrifice myself and my identity for other people's comforts. And I don't think that you have to make yourself digestible to other people sensitivity is often just um the first word that came to my mind was whitewashed but i don't know if that's even really the right term um but it's like it's just a blanket statement it's all encompassing if you are sensitive it can mean so many things it's not like um a unified symbol if that makes sense it doesn't mean one thing it can mean so many things so you can be one individual cast as sensitive and you could be written off the same way as someone else who's cast as sensitive but is completely different person and has completely different sensitivities and a different view on life and a different experience and I think it's just I feel like people are sidelined a lot because of being quote-unquote sensitive and I just find that to be such a shame I just think it is such such a shame and the reason why when I started this podcast I said I wanted to focus on insensitivity is because I feel like the sensitivity or the sensitive people, they often, I feel like, get painted in a harsh light. And I think it is or could be so beneficial to turn that limelight 
onto someone else, onto the insensitive people. So rather than, why do these people have to talk about this? Why do you care? You know, you stop taking it so personally. It's not that big of a deal. And constantly having these, because that's the thing too, is that people who are painted as sensitive, you have to imagine that this is an individual who's going through their entire life being gaslit because nearly everyone around them sees them first and foremost as a sensitive person. So everything this person thinks, experiences, says is seen through the lens of a sensitive person. So it's almost like a precursor or even a trigger warning, I feel like, for insensitive people um, stating, watch out for this one. They might not be stable. Um, they don't think clearly and so on and so on. So if you go and express your emotions or an experience about something, you usually are met with, at least in my experience, doubt. Um, people make you question your reality, right? Like, well, maybe they didn't say that or they didn't do that or, well, maybe you shouldn't have done this. Maybe you shouldn't have done that. Like, they're exhausted by your emotions for you, basically. And you're met with this again and again from teachers, from friends, from people who don't want to be your friend, from coworkers, from family members, and so on and so on, from media. There's so many places where it comes across that you take up too much space and you make other people uncomfortable, so go away. And I want to speak to sensitive people and say that that is bullshit. That, that sensitivity that you have is so beautiful. You don't even know what it means yet because you disown it. If you step into it and you experience these feelings and these sensations and you follow these leanings and you see what interest they take you to and what knowledge they offer you and what insight and what opportunities to connect with people, in my experience, that is life. That is everything that I have in my life that I love comes from that sensitivity. I refuse to get rid of that. But it took a long time to get there because I don't, I really, I can't recall. I could be wrong, but I can't recall an instance or a guide in my life, anyone who saw me and thought, it's okay to be you, hey? Don't worry about them. Those are their feelings. That's why, okay, for this, as an example, my son was getting upset about something when we were going on a bike ride this morning. And, right, so you could say he was literally being sensitive about something. And I was being insensitive. I was very annoyed. And I got up and just started walking. And I didn't talk for like a block or two or something. Um, until eventually he was asking me questions, right? And he was all getting emotional. Um, so even though I was still upset... I, I got down on his level and I said to him, you know it's not your fault, right? And he said, well, I feel like it is, mom. It's not your fault. You're not doing anything wrong right now. These are my feelings and I don't know how to process them right now, right? It's not me saying like, wow, you need to calm down, kid, right? And I'm trying to be the stoic adult. No, I'm feeling emotions. That is why I'm shutting down because I can't identify them or I don't like the way they're coming out. I don't want to express them in a negative way and hurt you. And I told him that too when I got down to his level. I said, they're not your fault. These are my feelings and sometimes it's better if I'm quiet. Because if I express my emotions and I'm not in a good place, I can be mean and I don't want to make you feel bad. But know that it's not your fault. Um, and it took him a couple seconds, but after that he, he was less concerned with me. He wasn't eyeing me as much, right? And he wasn't trying to stay close to me. It's like He felt more secure in him, himself and knew that my emotions were my own. And he was riding his bike. He would like go ahead of us and he wasn't as concerned. And that, that confidence to not be clinging to me, I knew that I did the right thing by telling him that. Um, 
And that is why I am the parent that I am. Because I don't feel like I had anyone in my life growing up that validated my experiences. They would validate my emotions by, um, you could say, enabling them. Oh, she cares. We got to make it easier for her. Oh, we got to comfort her and so on and so on. But it wouldn't be, hey, I see your pain. I see why you're feeling it. I I witness you. It's okay. I always felt like there was this underlying thing where it's like, she's weak. She's sensitive. Um, And that was very disempowering. And I had to get that power back myself. Um, It was not given to me. But I would really like to at least be able to hopefully be something that can come into even just a few people's lives to let them know that like you are seen there are people in life who will see you and who will recognize that and appreciate the hell out of it you know don't turn your back on yourself because that will hurt way more than ridicule from the rest of the world so i want to turn the limelight onto insensitive people and consider why do you do this and I think that this runs really deep for most people because I think that sort of training comes from everywhere. Um, yeah. Insensitivity. And it's funny saying that because I feel like I am being rude by calling people insensitive. But if I'm saying it as the literal opposite of being sensitive, then it is just um, kind of a fact, is it not? Because it's funny in my life when I have spoken about being sensitive, um, or other people call me sensitive, it, it feels like an insult to me because it's um, like minimizing me or it's writing me off as just this one thing rather than seeing me as an individual um, who actually has thought processes and knowledge behind my beliefs and my emotional moves, right? That you know maybe has self-awareness of her emotions and is willing to approach them and talk to people about them. I'm willing to express, I'm willing to show my humanity and I feel like that makes a lot of people uncomfortable. Um, I am no longer afraid of that messiness of being sensitive, and I think it makes my life more enjoyable. But the more I embrace that, the more I find that the, not an insult, but by definition, insensitive people around me are really, really upset by that. I, I, so weird. I wonder how they see me, because I don't understand it, because I feel like they get very, very upset when I'm in no way trying to ignore them or overpower them or make my needs or my desires go above them. I'm leaving them the space to acknowledge their own emotions and to take their own steps to express those emotions, to validate those emotions. And if and when they want to express them to me, I will be a receptive presence for those emotions. I will leave space for them. And that's the biggest thing. But I found since coming to that place that people oftentimes just don't open up about their emotions. And I find that really frustrating because I'm not going to pry into your emotional state because I feel like that's trauma insensitive. Um, And it doesn't even have to be a big trauma. They can be numerous micro micro traumas throughout your life that's making you feel like this. Um, But I do find it very frustrating when there is no reciprocation. And I don't know if maybe it's just that in my life it's people for whatever reason or whoever they are don't trust me with their emotions and could that have something to do with my sensitivity that's like well she can barely handle her own emotions so i shouldn't unload mine on her um perhaps maybe it's i know how i felt when she's unloaded her emotions on me and i don't like the way that feels so i don't want to do it to her that could also be it as well but that's the thing too with being a sensitive person and claiming that title is that 
I'm saying? Half-baked, guys. Half-baked. I saw this quote. Um, someone shared it on Instagram at one time. And I can't find it anymore. And I don't remember exactly what it said. But it was basically about situations where when you show up or you express yourself or for how I felt a lot in my life is just being there and because you're painted as a sensitive person people it's like they draw attention to you because they know you react easily it's like they goad you into a reaction to almost prove I don't know that you're sensitive or something because now that I've stopped reacting so much and I sit back and I watch people I notice that people will pick me out of a crowd more Maybe make a joke of something I've said or something I'm doing or whatever more often than they do other people. And I do find that this is like an underlying kind of twisted thing where it's like they get their kicks out of making someone uncomfortable. Um, and then you get nervous and awkward because they're putting you on the spot. And it, it does. It almost seems like bullying to me. And it's very, very subtle. But I think that's worth talking about and drawing some differentiation there between um, like kind-hearted, um, jovial humor Um and then pointed ways of drawing attention to someone who you know isn't going to like it. And you, the fact that people get joy out of that. Um, the quote was something about how, like, I don't want friends who, like, I need to prove my worth to by, um, who I need to prove my worth by, by, oh, by how well I take a hit. Right? Like, I don't want to have to be fighting against the current. I don't want to be in environments and with people who I have to prove that I can take an insult and take a quote-unquote joke the way that they want to prove that I have worth to them. And that, really, they know exactly how I'm going to respond. And they're just undermining my own confidence and sense of self. And they're also treating me with disrespect in front of other people. And then I feel like by being in those situations, there is that, like, even if, un if even if it is unconscious that you are teaching people how to treat you by, you know, them seeing you allow someone to treat you like that. And all I have to say for that is that, like, I mean, if that's what you have to offer in a situation, like, it used to, I used to feel like I was small. I was weak. I couldn't take it. Um, I was the problem and everyone knew it. I don't internalize, internalize that shit anymore. It's not mine to carry. And if that's all you have to offer in a situation, I'm probably not going to stick around very long because I deserve better than that. I know that I have a shitload to offer. And if that's all you have to offer, then I probably really don't want you in my life. When you're ready to have sincere communication, I'm here. I won't hold a grudge, but I'm not going to put up with your bullshit. You don't need to take out your feelings on me. It's boring. It gets old. And most of the time, it's not funny. And I remember telling my son that recently too. And it's like... <laughs> people oh, it's just a joke, like, get over it, and it's like, well, first off, let's define a joke, like, how are you supposed to be funny, because I think there's even, oh, I don't remember the quote, so I'm not going to say it, but if it's literally not a joke, there's nothing funny about it, like, we need to, like, really d develop this idea of, like, what is a joke and what isn't a joke, um, because if you're just picking on someone you know doesn't like it, that's not a joke, that's literally bullying, Like, it's just, it's not funny in a backwards way, it's not funny in a punny way, it's not funny in a twisted way, in a morose way. It's literally just not funny. And how funny it is that when you are to stand up and say something, 
about well can you explain yourself i don't understand it's oh it's just a joke get over it like fuck you have no sense of humor or something and it, again it comes uh, it comes back on you the fact that you couldn't just go with the flow of whatever sort of dynamic this is this like unspoken agreed upon thing between people if you can't just let it go and go with the flow like here you go you're just proving yourself again you're making everyone else uncomfortable because you couldn't just let it go you know it's just it's like a setup you then become the problem again when really what i want to say in those situations is like well it wasn't funny like it literally was not funny that was a bad joke you did a shitty job but again if you make that point you're either a being reactionary in which case again you're being sensitive or you're being rude and then this person and everyone's gonna like holy shit dude like someone was making a joke why do you have to take it so seriously when it's like i find it so exhausting life because like i literally just want you to let me in on what it is that you're joking about because i'm willing to talk about it let's talk about your jokes how about we develop it but you won't even let me in you're gonna make a joke and use me as the butt of the joke but i don't get to be a part of the joke so back to what i was saying before is that people who are sensitive grow up in this idea that like they're, they're being taught all the time wow you have no sense of humor wow you don't get jokes wow this and that this isn't a big deal maybe you mist mistook something you know like it's always you questioning well maybe you don't know how to reason things maybe you weren't listening maybe you weren't paying attention maybe it's your fault you know about so many things that you start to believe it yourself you do not have to believe this that is a very disempowering situation to be in and I have found most of the situations in my life to have been like that. And I think it's a real shame. Um, and it can be hard to get out of that dynamic, especially when the people you love and who are closest to you, they're people you value. They're wonderful people. They're people that you love, that you get along with most of the time, and who really encourage and support you in their own way. So to have to change yourself and change the way you allow people to treat you, especially for relationships that are decades long, like how do you start that process? Especially when they're, m most people, most of the time, they genuinely aren't trying to hurt you. They really do love you. Um, or at least they don't realize how they're hurting you. Which, you know, the answer there is fucking listen to someone when they say that you've hurt them. Listen. And maybe actually try and develop your idea of it instead of shutting it down because you can't face your own discomfort. You know, give it a try. Give a try to being sensitive. You know? So many conversations like i love sincere conversations like there can be so much growth and so much communication and bettering of yourself and others so many ideas and like relationships furthered i don't know you can gain so much through sincere conversation and i feel like a lot of people avoid sincere conversation i really really do people often have to like redirect or deflect things i don't know i wish there was a word for like when you're not self-deprecating but you're deprecating of others right? You're not making a joke or making lesser of yourself. You do it to other people. I want to understand the psychology behind that because that's very interesting and I find it's very fucking common. I just think you're doing yourself a major disservice when you do that to people. I don't even really see it as a response. It's like or an exchange at all it's like a rebuttal or a retaliation and a lot of times preemptive i feel but i 
I don't know. Because I feel like when you actually sit with people and ask them this, I feel like a lot of times people don't realize that they're doing it or what it means. Because I don't know if it's just like the general idea of how these things go. Like so many people act like that, that it's not questioned about what it really is. Or how um, dangerous it is and how mean it is and how damaging. And it's a shame because I feel like sensitivity, or at least the people who are sensitive, people, I think there's a big focus on how that's damaging to people. And how it's upsetting and problematic, perhaps. But this being insensitive is like the status quo. And I feel like people don't recognize how damaging it is. And I feel like if you try and stand up and talk about the potential damage that it can cause, it's just people scoff at you. Because it's like, there's another sensitive person on their high horse, you know, giving their speech. It's like, no, I'm literally just trying to talk to you. I'm literally just trying to communicate ideas. And you aren't having it. I feel like it's just like a, not a joy, sure, but it doesn't even have to be a joy of life. It can just be a willingness to um, witness life and feel life. It's not about seeing something and being like, oh man, that's horrible. It makes you uncomfortable, so you turn away. It's about facing these things and really feeling shit. And I mean, I don't know. I just don't understand why you would want to be shaming those mo moments when there's like the most potential there. And I feel like we should be celebrating those moments when they come and embracing them when they are on the horizon, you know? As a sensitive person too, I've also felt quite observed by people. Like they're always watching and waiting for Shaylin's response. What's she gonna do this time? And as soon as I speak up, I say, oh yeah, there she is. I don't know, I just <clears throat> constantly observing someone or making remarks I don't like me stepping into my power um, as the sensitivity that I have and really using that as fuel in my life. And I'm willing to step up. I'm willing to make myself vulnerable. I'm willing to look like a fucking idiot. And it's amazing me because most people, I feel like a lot of times they'll judge me for it. They'll think differently of me, but they will not actually acknowledge, hey, you did this and I think this was wrong. This is why I think it was wrong. There's very, even when I'm like, okay, fuck it, I'm sensitive, I'm here, people are less likely to say shit to me. They still judge me as, mu as much, but they don't, aren't willing to talk to me about it. They can't ridicule me anymore, they recognize that, but they still won't engage in conversation and communication with me. And I'm now at this crossroads where it's like, where I'm not getting reciprocation, I'm much more likely to shut it down. I am much more aware of my energy and where it goes, and I'm not going to keep putting my energy into places where people either don't care, don't respect me, or just simply aren't ready to have certain conversations. Because I don't get joy out of making people uncomfortable. <laughs> I don't get joy out of that. So if I'm making people uncomfortable by being me, I will not sacrifice myself, but I don't want to disrespect you either. If, if there is a chance or an opportunity, I will remove myself from that situation. So for both of our sakes. But yeah, the fact that I'm able to step up and be more vulnerable, make right, not just be sensitive, but be sensitive and then step forward is such a vulnerable thing. So I feel like when you do that, you other people get a vulnerability hangover by proxy, right? You're drawing attention to a very intimate and uh, vulnerable process that a lot of people aren't brave enough to commit to. So rather than being like shutting up and letting you do your thing or taking up space that no one else is interested in taking up space because 
contrary like yeah contrary to popular belief you taking up space does not disallow other people taking up space um i feel like that could be a topic for a different podcast but i think that that's very true i am not trying to step on your toes and i don't know if i am unless you speak up and can say hey um this is something that i want this is space that i want to take up and you know then we can have a conversation about it or we can acknowledge right draw those boundaries like hey how am i stepping on your toes how am i taking up space from you um, and how can I still take up my space and say what I want to say and have my arena for my thought and my communication without, I don't know, taking away from yours, right? That's a conversation to be had, but I feel like people don't want to make themselves vulnerable. Anyway, moving on. <clears throat> when, now that I'm ready to make myself vulnerable and step up, it's a very fragile place to be and likely to shatter. And I, like I said, I think other people get this vulnerability hangover by when you do it so yes instead of being quiet and witnessing or not witnessing but letting you do your thing um or even saying fuck yeah look at you go um i am inspired by that that show of power that you just gave like i might not be interested in the same things i might not even agree with details that you stated or whatever but i see where you're coming from and i see the bravery it takes to put yourself in that position good for you um rather than doing any of that I feel like people will still nitter natter in the background and kind of scoff and laugh and they're more likely to come up after kind of thing and make comments about um, the things that you did wrong or the ways that you messed up. And I think it's like their way of almost like, oh my goodness, you were kind of unreachable in a certain way that I, I, I won't go off on a tangent here and seeing you fuck up like that in those tiny little ways and then keep going was so human like i felt so nervous for you i'm sure that's where it comes from but i feel like it can maybe sometimes but i feel like in general that's still like this person just did a hell of vulnerable thing and instead of almost respecting the recoveries needed for that kind of vulnerability you are then being that inner critic in their head you're being that out loud right it's like you are voicing the thoughts that you feel in your head the ones in your head the you know the inner critic in your head and the messages that they're whispering in your ear or you know your own voice is whispering in your ear those voices that keep you from stepping up and doing that stuff you're now just taking those inner sounds those inner doubts and you are then externalizing them and putting them on someone else and i think that's something to look out for because i think you're really dishonoring a really beautiful process by doing that i think you're giving into the the weak um and the judgmental and the yeah I think it's a shame there are better ways to handle that i don't know right rather than yeah witnessing someone's bravery being supportive or inspired um right or being at least supportive even if you aren't inspired right like you minimize it's still people's reactions to minimize and it brings me back again to insensitivity why is that so normalized and so okay when it is so damaging when you're constantly minimizing people or um disallowing people it's like the way i worded it one time was I don't know, I feel like people can be gatekept from their own emotions because people, or maybe culture in general or society in general, doesn't want to deal with that shit. It's almost like people in your personal life try to be the gatekeeper's handyman or something. We're going to shut you down before you can get any further because we're going to save you the struggles. No one else wants to hear you. No one cares about what you have to say. So, you know, we're going to undercut you, but it's for your best, you know, best interests. Like, we love you. 
and I just I think you're really coming from the wrong place if you're doing that to people I think you really need to examine why you're treating people like that um, because I think a lot of it comes from your own feelings and things that are unresolved things you don't want to deal with things you don't want to witness things that make you uncomfortable and that too I feel like especially if people know you they feel like they have a right to you and if you are start then acting in different ways that challenge their beliefs and you start saying things that they don't want to represent them or something it's like, oh, I'm not brave enough to step up and do something, but I will whisper in your ear to do a certain thing because I want it out there, but I'm not brave enough to do it. But the fact that you won't stand up and do it for me or do what I think you should do, I'm going to be hurt. Even though, again, that's, I'm not being rude, right? Like, those are your feelings. You have to deal with them. If there is something you feel you need to take to me that you want to share with me, something that I did that did hurt you, yes, you come to me and you say that, but you do not make your feelings about me yeah like I have it here by standing up you're basically iterating the fears that they have inside right you're bringing to you the attention or critique they're afraid to get or something like it's almost like you deserve this sort of critique because you put yourself out there there's a reason we don't do this guys um, it's not pleasant, so because you dared to do it, this is the status quo. We're going to um, shit on you for it, basically. You put it on them, your feelings, as if they deserve to be chastised. Because they were bold enough to put themselves out there instead of witnessing, yeah, like I said, their bravery, being supportive or inspired, right? You minimize. Yeah. So here's something too about the insensitivity. Like it can irritate you all you want. You could not want to be in um, the environment of a person or multiple people who take up a lot of space. And that could have to do with your own stress tolerance and your own history and your own like energy as well. Like especially when it comes to like introvert, extrovert type people. Like it could just be too much for you to handle. That is also totally valid. You should step into that power when it is too much for you right like if someone is coming on really strong rather than like oh god you're so irritating acknowledge hey these are my feelings i'm feeling overwhelmed would you mind if um i you stepped away or i stepped away would you mind um you don't even have to ask someone like would you mind toning it down or something right you can literally just express your feelings in their own right you don't have to ask for anyone you don't have to be passive aggressive about anything you can just say i'm feeling really overwhelmed here and i need space um, you can tell someone like I'm thinking about me and my sister because I can come on really strong I wish that she believed in herself enough maybe I, I could be looking at that wrong right because she I feel like she doesn't communicate these things to me but that it, when I'm coming on strong for her to say I feel very overstimulated right now um, can you please take this sort of conversation elsewhere that is such a respectful expression she's respecting herself she's verbalizing her needs which means she acknowledged them she felt them and she's delivering them to me in a respectful way that is beautiful that is so yummy i wish all communication was like that but instead you get quiet um you shut people out um or you make it like their fault in a way right like oh god you're taking up too much space you're so big so rather than acknowledging your own discomfort and then dealing with your emotions you then make it on them like here I am going to do this and maybe this isn't the point but I'm gonna scoff at you or undercut you or call you sensitive because I know it's gonna wound you and then you'll back off and that's what I need right now 
And that's, it's funny because I feel like that is insensitive, but if you just simply went about it a different way, you could be very, very, um, I didn't want to say sensitive there, but it was like sense aware or something like that. Like you're using your senses, um, right? So it's not, it's not about a person being insensitive or sensitive. It's about the way that you um, choose to handle the situation, I suppose. Yes. Okay. So like you shut people down and you make them feel sensitive, right? As a way to almost undercut them, right? <clears throat> I don't know. I don't know how to, I'm just thinking like, maybe it's more tied into the whole like joking, making someone the butt of a joke kind of thing, especially when you know that they're, they're prone to not liking to be put in that situation. I feel like that's just disrespectful. Uh, as an example, um, I had a, a meeting at a coffee shop with a couple people and one of them was my sister. <clears throat> And it was the first time we were having this, this sort of like a meeting with this person. And it was just interesting how she set the tone where she, she was clearly upset. And I didn't recognize it before this moment. But now looking at it with hindsight, I can see that she was clearly upset with me about stuff. But rather than trying to communicate with me or whatever, she at that moment decided to, and it had nothing to do. We weren't making jokes. It wasn't about, I hadn't done anything sensitive or anything. It was, she brought it up. And it took me by surprise because it didn't have anything to do with the situation. Something about Shailen's being sensitive or it's because she's so sensitive or something. So, And I just remember kind of being taken back like, interesting. And at that moment, I recognized these different instances in my life in, <clears throat> I want to say public arenas, but it's just like in public, like with more people at music festivals, you know, where there's more people around to witness. It's almost like she puts me in this smaller position to save her own sense of self. It's like she's putting me in my place to make herself look better or feel better or feel more confident or comfortable in a situation or something. Or when she's irritated at me and my sensitivity and how it's pouring out everywhere, she handles it like that. She minimizes me, right? So, and again, you come to that situation where if you want to inquire and talk about something, then again, you are the one that's initiating a sensitive interaction and it makes people uncomfortable and they want to shut it down, right? I I often find that people don't want to elaborate on those conversations. They do not want to have them. Um, but then the in, quote unquote insensitive person um, doesn't want to, um, I don't know, it's weird. It's like they, they hold their position of being rational or adult or mature or something like that with but in a way, they're being more sensitive by the fact that they won't talk about it, right? Like, if you want to talk about something, let's do it. But if you were sincerely interested in what a person had said or thought that you agreed or disagreed with, you would ask them, right? You would want to understand where they're coming from. And the fact that you don't is telling. And that is insensitive. So I feel most of the dialogue that I've heard in my life and my own personal experience and stuff has to do with the sensitive aspect or the person who is sensitive or what makes them sensitive or whatever. I just feel like there's a greater identity for the sensitive person than there is in the corresponding insensitive person. I feel like this podcast basically still covered that same sort of setup. Um, I don't, don't feel like I really went into the 
insensitive aspect, but I would really like to, and I would really like to hear people's feedback on this because I feel like there is dialogue missing on that end. So if you are someone who has their own theories about their, their, like I said, quote unquote, insensitive person in their life or theories about um, being insensitive in general or um, whatever it might be, I'd be very, very interested in hearing this because in my experience, when it comes to people who choose insensitivity over sensitivity, there is no communication there. They will not communicate. They disown their emotions. And I don't know, it, it, you get lost at this point. You have nowhere to go. You can't finish communications. You can't resolve things. This is it again, of course, I know I say this a lot, but in my experience, I find that dealing with people who choose insensitivity, um, they want solutions. They want cut and dry, black and white. They want things to be resolved. Um, where I don't think that's necessarily the answer, and it's definitely not the answer that I'm looking for. I am not looking for solutions because I honestly don't feel like there are solutions to things. There are... Um, just in the sense that things always change. You could find a so-called solution, but it could change because new problems and stuff will always arise. So I'm not interested in a solution. Um, I am more so interested in... Let's see here. Um, <clears throat> okay, no, I guess let's word it this way. I'm not trying to draw a conclusion. But you know, working toward a solution, I suppose. The constantly working toward a solution to never have that conclusion. I think the conclusion is kind of a moot point, um, depending on how you look at it, obviously. But I'm not looking to draw a conclusion about situations because I don't, I don't feel like you can because in the future, the things that have happened and informed your behaviors and your ideas and your past interactions with other people, they will always come back. There is no conclusion to something, right? It's not a book or a movie or something where there's a conclusion and it ends, it's over, right? It's just solutions to when problems or a lack of communication or miscommunication or whatever comes up. It's always about working out a solution, which is malleable. Um, and there's no check mark. It will continue to morph and shift as is needed. I'm not interested in a conclusion. If that is not already clear with this this podcast, man. Yes, I'm gonna. I feel like I've repeated this so many times, but I'm just really waiting for that that thought to kick in. Insensitivity. I I wrote once something about it being a safety net for your own emotions. That it, it, insensitivity in a personal sense is um, not about um, denying emotions or even hating emotions directly. It's about a way of stress tolerance and feeling your own emotions and finding security in them. And I feel like people often don't feel secure in their emotions. And I think that's a huge hindrance because you can't escape emotions. They are constantly changing and constantly moving through you. And I feel like people don't often drop into themselves and feel it. Um, so I feel like there's this lack of like emotional etiquette or something. I also um, find it interesting that I've seen people who I, w I would define or place under the insensitive heading. 
that when something is getting to them and they have an emotional response and they recognize it, then making a comment like, God, why do we have to be so fragile? And it's like this resentment of being human. And I find that very peculiar. And if you know people or you yourself, and you know, I feel like that's probably a pretty common thing for people to feel. So whether you're sensitive or insensitive, whatever, and you feel that, I think that's an interesting idea to reflect on as well. Why do I feel like that? Like you're resenting the very nature of who you are. Maybe that's not a good place to start from. God, why do we have to be so fragile? Ask, be curious. Why are we so fragile? Is it fragility? What else could it be? Like define fragile. Is that how it is that does that cover everything? Does it cover a certain line? Is there other words that would better define what we are? Why do I feel like it's fragile? Do I feel that I'm fragile? Why am I fragile? Does it mean that I'm weak? Um, should I not have feelings about this? Or maybe I should try and say, hey, yeah, like rather than it being fragile, this is making me stronger. Yeah, just follow that that thread in your head just keep it going you'll be surprised by where it might take you okay so in closing I guess I just want to draw attention that there are different modes of communication I think that there's this idea like there's the shame behind communication that makes it harder to even initiate the process of communication saying basically you have to do it all the way perfectly or it's not valid, no one cares, don't do it. Maybe that's not the best wording, but I feel like there's a major disincentive, basically, that you can never measure up to that. You can never communicate perfectly, so you get the message of don't bother trying. That is a damn shame. I say that a lot. I will probably say that a lot in this podcast. Uh, there are different modes of communication. I had a therapist once who I was telling to her about how, um, and I don't remember the situation if it was something that they actually communicated to me or if it was just a fear that I had, but that I had communicated through email. I took the time to think of my emotions and send them through email and was talking to her about how I felt in life that people looked down on me because it's, I'm too much of a coward to just say it say it without emotion in my voice and to say it in person to meet people's eye and she said um no actually she's like that just shows that you were aware of your own stress tolerance you took the time to think out your emotions and how it impacted them to explain yourself and you did so in a way that you felt was most respectful and that kind of blew my mind because I, again, it was that, that idea in my head of like, you have to communicate perfectly or else don't inconvenience people at all. And I want to give that value to anyone listening as well, that there are different ways you can communicate. And that's such a beautiful conversation to have to people that if you get overwhelmed, you can write it down, right? And maybe tell this person beforehand, right? And I feel like if they, I want to say if they love and respect you, they'll be um, um, okay with it. But that's not always necessarily true. There can be people who have really, really deep beliefs of this or deep, deep fear of communication. And they might look at it as an opportunity to get out of this exchange. If they make you feel like it's weak, you better not do it, then they don't have to deal with your emotions or um, changing their own behavior or whatever it is. And I feel like that could be a different communication. Sorry, sure, a different communication, a different podcast as well. But I have found that quite transformative in my life because I don't want to overwhelm people and 
I am emotional. So I, when I'm in the moment, I have a hard time thinking straight and saying everything I want. And especially when emotions are heightened, you say one wrong thing, it can, the whole thing can go to shit, right? So this idea that you can write it down to work through your emotions as a way to work through your emotions. Yes, that's also another benefit of it. Um, handwritten um you can send letters you can email people you can save it as a document or something and save it with send it to people you can do a voice message you know maybe you want to write a song or something you can do it in person um you can have points written down on a piece of paper that help you stay on track um like someone would with a public speech or something right um which is sometimes how it can feel when you are taking those emotional and delicate and personal things and putting them into the external world even if your audience is only one person um there's the the opportunity or the option to not look at each other in the eye like this is something i've i haven't brought up to my son but i've thought about it multiple times right when like you want to ask for something or you're afraid you're getting in trouble or someone's not going to receive it well like you can close your eyes because personally i find that that takes so much pressure off there's just less stimulus. I can focus on my thoughts better and I don't have to look at someone else's discomfort or anger on their face, right? I can close my eyes and just focus on what I'm saying um, because eye contact can be very intense. And these are all options and they are all um, beautiful. They are all different ways to communicate. They're all equally valid. Um, and I think the person on the receiving end should have some gratitude there as well because it's taking pressure off of them as well. Um, that this does not have to be perfect, that this is a communication between you two or three or whoever individual people and you get to decide how that looks like or what that looks like. And I also think that this is a great invitation to play with that stress tolerance. You're meeting that edge of your comfort zone and then especially and hopefully it's neutral or a good communication. Um, and then the next time maybe you'll be able to take it a step farther you'll be more confident in it um, it might help you guys bring you and someone closer maybe next time you'll be able to do it um, I don't know I don't know how that would look for you but I think it's a great great starting point um, yeah I guess something I also want to say is that to the world is you do not have to shame those that are sensitive right you cannot like it you cannot agree with it it can make you uncomfortable you cannot want to do your own work, whatever it might be. But just like you, they are working through life the best way that they can and they are following their own path. You know, if that's too much for you or you don't like it or you don't agree, you can express that or you can walk away. But you do not have to shame someone else for not being or doing or thinking the way that you should or do or want people to. It's really disrespectful. And I think it says more about you than anyone else. Because when it comes down to it, sensitive people, in a positive light, I'm not trying to say that there aren't neg negative expressions of sensitivity, but, um, you know, <laughs> sensitive people are tend to be the ones who are willing to express um, their feelings, even if it's poorly. They're willing to be messy and show that off. Um, but the truth is, even, oh, I'm going to do it again, quote unquote, insensitive people are wounded by remarks and insults and being ignored and overlooked and on and on and on. They feel likely just as much. They probably despise it. Um, unlike the sensitive people 
they don't want to acknowledge it or speak up. They don't think they're worth that. They don't want to be cast as sensitive. They don't want to upset other people, on and on and on. They still feel it. They just don't acknowledge it or express it. That's something to sit with. And I guess to people who feel that their greatest security or um, they get security through this process, I just want to make a gentle note that shutting down your emotions is disallowing yourself space. If you do not own your own emotions and desires, it's difficult and, or you can be easily upset by other people taking up space. And there's no reason for that because you could take up space. But you won't if, like I said, you shut down your emotions and don't own your desires. Um, to kind of touch on the cons of sensitivity, I want to say, um, you know, there there is security in that sensitivity or taking that on or claiming that. Um, but that does not mean that you have to have your way. That does not mean that you are right. That doesn't mean that you wouldn't benefit from developing your stress tolerance. That doesn't mean that you shouldn't be considerate of other people just because they're not as comfortable expressing their desires. They don't do it in the way that you do. Um, it's okay, you know. You being sensitive is not an excuse to put your needs above everyone else's. Do not turn it into an excuse because you're doing a real disservice to the sensitive people and um, the people who are trying to work with that title. You know, we don't need any more bullshit attached to that, right? You are still responsible for your own behavior. If not more so, uh, this might be a faulty argument, but because you're putting yourself out into the world more, you there's a potential for you to cause more more damage. I don't know. Depends how you're looking at it, really. But um, which is more damaging, inactive inactivity or activity, right? They can both be really detrimental. But you are extremely responsible for your behavior, and you need to be aware of that. Um, but also for sensitive people, and actually even insensitive people too, like you need to know that as well. It's okay if people don't get you. They don't have to. They don't have to accept you. You know, you don't need people's approval. You need to take the time to get to know your own inner workings so you can respect yourself, right? Like you owe that to yourself. Something else, okay, in this, I wrote this in a letter to my son um, that I hope to give to him when he's older, like a collection of letters. And it was basically just about how you have no obligation to share your inner processes or emotions with others. Um, I don't think this is a definitive line between sensitive and insensitive. Right? You can be self-aware of your emotions. You can feel them and you can feel safe in them and you can cry and on whatever it might be. You don't owe that to other people. Um, I think it's really important to note that you are in safe in safe inside your own body and in your own head. You can process things how and when you want to. You don't owe that to other people. Uh, in the letter to my son, I, I made a note of talking about how, I don't know, especially I felt like as a kid, um, especially because adults always seem to anticipate your moves and your needs and stuff before they were even... Um, not necessarily verbalized, but fully formed inside of you, um, which could be disconcerting. But the point being that um, you can feel too watched and you can feel as though other people see your thoughts and your intentions or know them better than you do, and they don't. This is um, doubt and insecurity um, or like whatever that, what is it, the angel and the devil on your shoulder? It could be that devil on your shoulder, like whispering in your ear kind of thing. Would you want to acknowledge those thoughts and those doubts as they come, but acknowledge that they are not right or wrong? 
just see them as they are, just like everything else that comes through. But I think that is so, so important. You are safe inside your own mind. No one else has access to that but you. So you can be as ugly and sad and pathetic as you want in your head. Because I feel like, in my experience, the sooner you let yourself be all the subpar things, they're not scary anymore. When you face that shame, the shame dissolves and you have space to go farther. Like It's like the, the petty thoughts are just the surface, but if you don't touch the surface or give it attention or are willing to look at, look at it, you you can't get you know deeper um i just i want that to be a mantra for people you are safe inside your own mind your emotions are safe inside your own mind you are safe with yourself so i'll just say one more thing which is basically that um i really would like to draw attention to the power and balance between the terms sensitive and insensitive or the way that they're used um from my perspective as a you know, person who's considered sensitive, I think it's a real shame that sensitivity can be picked at and prodded at and pushed and used as an excuse by sensitive people and by non-sensitive people alike. They can, it can be dismissive, but insensitive is not used in that same realm. It's not used as a counterpart, and I would really like to introduce that idea here, um, which I believe that I have, and that they can both be insult and that they are both dismissive equally. And because I feel that insensitivity isn't used in this realm, when you see insensitive, it's, um, uh, I, I actually don't know if I have words for this quite yet. Um, I don't know if it's viewed as more rude. So like, you're not as likely to say to someone, right? Like the way people, oh, they're just sensitive. You know, they're just so sensitive. You don't hear people saying, oh, you know, don't worry about them. They're insensitive. You know, you just don't hear it the same way. And I would like to just bring that idea to mind, right? Try and switch out the words and see how they sound because they, yes, you bet they both can just have a literal definition. They can have, they have meaning, but they can both be insulting. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I feel that people are afraid to be seen as sensitive and I want that to change. You know, that doesn't mean you have to be sensitive. It doesn't mean you have to be seen as sensitive. It doesn't mean you have to claim that title, but that, that aversion to it, I want to unearth that. So thanks for stopping in, guys. I appreciate you listening. Again, I hope you reach out to me if you have any ideas or you want to be a part of the conversation um, or even start your own podcast, another half-baked type deal and um, explore your own opinion on these or other topics. But uh, in the meantime, enjoy your day. Peace out.